TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Yes, indeed. It is the get right right here on 105.3 The Fan, your home of the Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers. I'm Reginald Atatula. Alongside me is the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. Uh, we got David Strupp. We got uh, Ross Lebensky on the ones and twos. Um, thank you for rolling with us on this Tuesday evening in the Metroplex. Uh, your stars get a 5-4 to four win uh, nice. on the road in Detroit. I mean, a couple of late goals for the Red Wings make it a little bit closer, but ultimately the win still goes to your Dallas Stars. Mm-hmm. And so a great win in, you know, in Detroit against a, a solid team, maybe not a great team, but get uh, some a win for those Dallas Stars. But right now, let's do a little NFL true or false, CA. How's that sound for you? Yeah, let's do that. True or false. Okay. This is obviously based on the divisional round uh, that we just saw this week. But, you know, obviously some things that are maybe some bigger picture. We begin with something that I've kind of asserted a little bit, and that's that the divisional round is the best two-day run in sports. Not just in football, in sports. Best two-day run. You know, it's hard to argue because the last few years, those matchups have been just fire, man. Seriously. They've been very, very close, very exciting, down to the wire. Uh, I'm going to say true. Okay. Uh, I let's t- Name something better. Immediately when I said it, um, I started thinking about um, March Madness, first two days of the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Well, not the first two days because, like, not the the play in, but once you get to the first round, the first two days of the first, first round. First weekend of the – Right, once yeah. you get to that that first day, like, just the, mm-hmm. the madness of all of the games and, mm-hmm. you know, wall-to-wall. And then I think because there's so many games, mm-hmm. it kind of weeds out when there is a bad game, even though you have your staggered – you know, you have mm-hmm. your staggered end times. But if there's a bad game, you can kind of switch over to one of the other four that are going on at that any given time or maybe two or three Right. And so it allows you to kind of bounce around and always be watching some relatively good basketball. And you know, so maybe the one of those two days probably or those that two day stretch. I would say traditionally you're right, but I'm only I'm only gonna disagree. Nothing against what you're saying. Because I think do. on paper and traditionally you're right. But I think because of the one and dones and people don't know who's playing for these teams anymore. Sure. They do know who's playing on these NFL teams because people really pay attention to the NFL. And they're the playoff teams, and they're like, okay, because all they hear about is these teams all the way d- down the stretch because there's only eight of them left, right? And then, or four of them left. And then, like I said, the excitement of March Madness, I think historically, go, yes, March Madness. But then, who's playing for Kentucky this year? Who's playing for North Carolina? Right, right, Who, right. UCLA's got a team. 
You just don't know. You know the coach, maybe. Yeah, but I think that's what's nice again, about. I'm only throwing it out. No, no, and I think you're right. Absolutely, it's one of the things that's made it really tough for people to get as deep into the regular season in particular yeah. of the tournament. But the NCAA tournament feels like it operates on a whole different level where people aren't even necessarily rooting for teams individually. Oh, like they're just like the, the, their the brackets, colors, their brackets, and the, the, you know the just the yeah, nature of the tournament itself. And you know what? I, this I think some of this is why the tournament, especially those first couple of days, almost acts almost like the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And I say that in in this way, right? In the Olympics, when you're watching, they're giving you a lot of human interest as part of this right. to let you know who these people are and why mm-hmm. you should care. You notice they do a lot, a lot in those first few first few days of the NCAA tournament, like letting you know, hey, what's happening with this team? What's their style? What do they typically do? Mm-hmm. Um, on the Charkwag.com text line from the 817, they say playoff hockey. Well, just two days. Which two days of playoff hockey are you talking about? Right. Like, right. again, we're talking about like a two day run. Because we're talking about seven game series in hockey. Right. right of it's, course. It's like different. I'm, I'm not going to pair up the entirety of the tournament on in the NFL mm-hmm. to other, like I don't think the NFL has the best mm-hmm. tournament. I'm not going to say that. But this two day span of the division round where, like you said, you have eight teams. Exactly. Uh, still going. You have four games. Someone yes. from the 254 said the Masters and it's not close. The last two days of the Masters. I mean, maybe I personally would probably still take the division around over the Masters, but I understand. Yeah. Like, I, I am in tuned into the Masters, especially those last two two days. But, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I think it's fair to have your disagreements. I, I think this, this, one's, this one's up there. Division around is really always is. up there in my mind. How about this? As we go, NFL, true or false? This was the Bills' worst loss to the Chiefs yet. Um, obviously, you had the instance where the 13 seconds. Yeah, you have the 13 seconds. But you, you know what? For those who don't know, what the 13 seconds is that was the overtime, and and the Bills never get a chance to touch the ball. Yeah, in overtime, and they had to change the rules so that both teams could touch the ball. Now, yep. Well, that's after you change the rule. I think this is painful because it was a a direct reminder of how they lost that first Super Bowl. To the Giants is like you gotta be kidding me, wide right? Yeah, that, that led to the four falls of he, Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, and this is a damn shame because the Buffalo Bills, literally, they went to no team in history has gone to four consecutive Super Bowls, and they barely lost the first one. It wasn't like they got blown out of all of them, but people act like they're the biggest losers of all times. When in reality, had they won that first Super Bowl, they're no different than the Atlanta Braves of the 1990s. They Braves won once one World Series and they lost all the rest of them. Uh, from but the, nobody considers them the biggest looters. Yeah, from from the two and four, they say the thirteen the thirteen seconds game was the worst. That was the uh, I always want to say the NFC Championship game, but that was also a divisional round game mm-hmm. uh, between the the Chiefs and the, the, the Bills. Bills. One of the things to keep, consider here is this was also like a home field game, right? Like this is yeah. this is the time oh, that they got yeah. to have the the Chiefs fans, at home and. Yeah. You look at the Chiefs and the way that their offense has gone this season, you go, this is the most gettable that they have been right. in this Patrick Mahomes tenure. And still. Yeah, and still. And unfortunately, it happened on a wide right kick. Right. It's a damn shame because, like you said, this wasn't in Kansas City and it wasn't against a juggernaut that everybody knew was a juggernaut. It was like, hey, Kansas City ain't in this. They got a few little holes in them. Receivers aren't that good. And it came down to that damn kick. Mm, mm, mm. You really do hate that. You really do hate that. Um, how about this as we continue? And, or, and before we move forward, someone mentioned, as we were kind of talking about the best two-day runs in yeah. sports, from the A17, they said uh, two days of WrestleMania. 
Well, I could be a joke, joke, uh, a, a jerk rather, and say that, hey man, wrestle isn't sports. Even they refer to it as sports entertainment. But even if I'm going to meet you on your level, WrestleMania should really should be that one day. Like the idea that they spread this out in two days is just like it's like Milking when you, it. It, quite literally, hey man, you know when you know when you got that gallon, especially like juice, yeah. and you're like, hey, this ain't gonna last. Let's put a little water in it, make yeah. it stretch. Like that's what it feels like. WrestleMania has become. Um, how about this? Uh, as we continue, some NFL true or false, gentlemen. The Ravens are the best NFL team this season. True or false, CA? I think they are. Um, I thought. Let me tell you when I realized they were. Okay. I thought, okay, they have a chance to be. And then the way they just whooped up on San Francisco on Christmas night in San Francisco, I was like, mic drop. Because they just did. They totally demolished them. It wasn't like they beat them in a, clay, in a close game. They destroyed them. And that was the team everybody was arguably saying, oh, it's the best team. Philadelphia, they were saying, no, I mean, they're losing. They're 10-1, but they're losing. They're, they're, they're winning these games by, you know, a field goal or it's coming down. They're getting lucky. The other team's falling apart, and that's why they keep winning. San Francisco was the team to beat, and they beat them down. So, yeah, I'm saying Bonwell true. Yeah, there, there's that, and then I just – I look at this – I um, obviously, I say true. Like, I, I've been on this Ravens thing because this – they have a very strong team when you talk about roster-wise, mm-hmm. right? They made sure to get offensive and defensive coordinators that not only, um, you know, do good things, but give them an advantage and a schematic edge. This is a defense Mm -hmm. that's multiple, that can play you in a lot of different types of ways. And, of course, like their personnel allows them to do that. Lamar Jackson is an incredible quarterback, but Mm -hmm. then you move from Greg Roman, who had a very run-heavy style, which... Obviously, we know if you get down in certain situations, it doesn't allow you to they play back. They brought in the Georgia guy. And they brought in Todd Mockin, who yep. had previously been the office coordinator. Georgia, obviously, long history, both in the NFL and in the NCAA. And they invested in wide receivers. And now this is a passing attack that is very good that also can still run the football and have like various different ways in attacking you. And I just have seen them be dominant in every single game that and they've Mike played this McDonald season. And Mike McDonald knows what he's doing on defense. 100%. I mean, Wink Martindale might have had a dynasty, but guess what? Mike McDonald ain't no joke either. And the other part about the Baltimore Ravens, I don't have those stats in front of me, but I remember reading an article going into that game uh, last week. It wasn't that ba- uh, Baltimore was winning these games on this long winning streak to end of the season. Yeah. They were beating teams down. Yeah. Every big name that they were oh, this could be the test. They handily beat them. It was like, whoo, what a game, and Baltimore still won. No, they beat every team down that was supposed to be a threat. Uh, and from the 972, you are right in this regard. Roquan Smith is playing like Ray Lewis. Like, sure is. Their linebacker core is incredible. In, in a time where we don't really talk about linebackers, especially off-ball linebackers as <laughs> much, Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen have been incredible. In fact, if we do get the Super Bowl that I think a lot of people imagine you get, Imagine the linebacker duo or, you know, kind of tandems. And, of course, they're not playing against each other because, you know, defense doesn't play against defense. But on one side, you have Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen. On the other side, you have Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, a lot of great linebacker play Mercy. there. And but, so, yeah. By the way, 972 says Baltimore's defense will hurt your feelings. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, and Look, they look like the best defense in the league. That's a great mm-hmm. place to be if you're going into the postseason, if you're trying to be the best team in the league. And then that offense. It answers. It answers the call. And when your you need quarterback's to. the MVP of the league. Yeah, who accounted for all four of those touchdowns? I mean, he was doing everything. You cannot complain about what he did. 
And a lot of times he makes it look easy. Like, of course, style points aren't necessarily what we're talking about here, but he does make it look easy, which is kind of it's kind of wild. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, I absolutely believe that the Ravens are the best team in the NFL, and so that I, that actually adds a little bit of pressure. If it, I mean, assuming that they believe that themselves as well, because that means look, you go up against you know a Kansas City Chiefs team, and the expectation is you go handle your business, right? Mm-hmm. And so. We'll see how that ultimately pans out as we go through um, championship weekend later this week. Um, how about this? And this is going to be an interesting one because if if we had uh, maybe games line up a different way, I feel like this would be more of a conversation piece as opposed to like the Josh Allen of this all. Um, true or false, Brock Purdy is clutch. Obviously, you saw the ways in which Brock Purdy in the rain was not not his best self. Talk less of anything else, right? Only like he one w- touchdown was I impressed with. But at the very end of the game, when was when it was yep. necessary, he you know pulled together and they that offense had a fantastic drive to get down the field, get mm-hmm. them what they needed. Um, do you view Brock Plur- Brock Purdy as clutch? No, not clutch. I think he's a very very good game manager, and that's not a knock. He's in a system. He doesn't mess that system up. This is no knock on his skills. Remember, he was the last pick in the draft a year ago. And I'm just proud of his career for him. He's getting the most out of his ability. But is he a clutch player? No, not clutch. And again, San Francisco's always dominated. So how can he be clutch? Clutch is, put it like this. I remember uh, people were mad at Troy Aikman back in the day. Well, Troy Aikman, he's not a Roger Staubach. He didn't know how to come from behind. That's because the Cowboys dominated. He didn't have to. <laughs> Roger had to. And Brock Purdy has not had to. Yeah, I mean, look, kudos. 12th play, 69-yard, nice touchdown drive that ultimately allowed the Niners to win 24-21 to against that Packers team. I don't know. I don't know how much I buy into, like, the notion of clutch in and of itself, right? Uh, but, I mean, I think that he plays well within the system that they have there. Exactly. And so I don't know that I even lean into the idea of like, oh, this guy is clutch. And honestly, there is a, something to bring uh, say within the idea of if he did not look um, less than stellar prior to that in the game, that mm-hmm. the notion of him needing to be clutch would not have exactly. arisen. They and so I don't know. Yeah, they weren't dominant. If you want to give him unflappable, I can say that. And unflappable mm, just means That's he's a good calm. word. It's a word that calm. it gets used from time to time. Unflappable. I like that, which honestly. It's just calm. Yeah. Um, from the 972, Purdy is like Dilfer. I feel like that's disrespectful to Brock Purdy. Like, are yeah, you he's serious? more than a like, bus driver. Man, man. Purdy's that, a game. When I say game manager, he he fits into their system and he doesn't screw it up. What was that? The 2000 Ravens? Yeah. That defense. That was, was a defense. We talk about Ravens defenses that hurt you. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, Ray Lewis. Trent, Trent Dilfer. And that was before he had the deer antler spray. Right. I, look, I, I, I'm, not the, I'm not the highest on Brock Purdy, but I would never disrespect him so much as to say that he is Dilfer. That's tough. That is woof. That is tough. But yeah, no. And then also, there's something something to be said. And look, I understand. Brock, uh, sorry, uh, Debo Samuel wasn't in the game late. That offense looks so much different when Debo Samuel could play when Chris McCaffrey's playing at his height, and obviously Trent, uh, Trent Williams on the left side when he's able to play. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if Debo Samuel will be available to play yeah, for them. Yeah, that shoulder. Yeah, that's that's going to be something that everyone should be keeping an eye out for. Um, Somebody asked, who, what quarterbacks do I think are clutch? Right now, it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that's probably that's probably one. And we can, you know, I might need it to might write that. might be another one, but I'm just thinking. I might, might need not. to write that I down. Like, I like Joe Burrow, but he's hurt. 
yeah, obviously right now. Um, how about this? One more before we go as we go NFL, true or false. The Bucks must re-sign Baker Mayfield. <laughs> must. Must. No, and, and the re- the only game I love Baker Mayfield. Went to OU, Boomer soon. And he he's had a he's restarted his career. And it's worked out great for him. Give him his contract. But a must? It's not like he's insane arm talent. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. I, I wouldn't put him in that category. I wouldn't even put him in a CJ Stroud. Houston must resign CJ Stroud. Yeah, you better. <laughs> but Baker Mayfield? Not that they'll. I mean, you could have a you have a better chance of finding another Baker Mayfield than Houston would have finding another C.J. Stroud. I the thing I just worry about is I don't know where they get a quarterback, and especially because I think that Baker Mayfield. I mean, he just came off of taking a one year deal, prove yeah. deal. I think that don't get me wrong, he's keeping, but I'm not. Yeah, saying, I guess the word must ends up being yeah, the operative the, one the here. Yeah, 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 it's not about must to me. I, I, I do. It does feel like, hey man, keep that thing, and you have a lot of talent there. See what you can do until you get to a place where you have a better opportunity to get a, another quarterback. I, I don't know that you're going to luck into another one that's going to be better than what you can get in Baker Mayfield. And so I think that that's I think that that's the prudent move. Must ends up making it real tough there. I'm not going to lie. That word is a little bit over. Two unfortunate. Man, CA is tough on his alum. He's talking about because I said something harsh about Kyler, Jalen Hurts. That's right. And now Baker Mayfield. I haven't finished yet. Well, this is the thing, <laughs> and this is the, I think something that I think CA prides himself on is like he he loves him some OU, but he's not he's not gonna lie behind him. He's gonna lie behind him. Nope. There you go. I'm not uh, delusional. Those are some of the NFL true or false uh, statements that we got to there, right here on the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's go around the association where there was a trade. A coach got fired, and actually, with the, just recently, we're finding out a coach may have been hired. Yeah, well, maybe so. We'll discuss all that next on The Fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Diving is Beltre at third. He's got it. Comes up firing and out at first base. What a play by Adrian Beltre. So get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. 
Uh, that was the sound of, well, Matt Hicks right here on your home of the Texas Rangers, yes, 105.3 The Fan, calling a fantastic defensive play by Adrian Beltre. One Adrian Beltre who, on his first time on the Hall of Fame ballot, was, was uh, roundly and widely accepted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. He'll be, that'll be going down. The ceremony itself will be going down July 21st of this year. He joins Joe Maurer. He joins um, Todd Helton. He joins mm-hmm. Jim, Jim Leland as the four in the class of 2024 that will go into the Baseball Hall of Fame. 95.1% of the vote. In other words, he got 366 of the 385 ballots. Who are these 19 media people who did not vote for him? Jerks. Just just That's who. Mudrian. They're jer- jerks. Um, but yes, regardless, 95, 97, 75, 100%. It doesn't matter. First ballot Hall of Famer, yes, Adrian Beltre, and he will be wearing that Texas tee in Cooperstown. Uh-huh. There you go. Um, right now, though, here on the Get Right on 105 through the fan, we would like to go around the association. Um, some things happened on a Tuesday in in the NBA. It was not it was not a quiet Tuesday in the NBA. No. Um, your Mavs had the night off. Again, they'll play tomorrow on uh well against the Phoenix Suns the welcome in the Phoenix Suns and that'll be on ABC. Yes. Now of course that was a national televised game but there's more news when it comes to the Mavericks um and how you can watch them a little bit easier in the Metroplex uh over the air. I think just today they announced that they had formally come to a deal with Tegna, the owner of the local ABC affiliate here in Dallas Fort Worth to broadcast 10 um NBA 10 Mavs games on ABC. On Channel 8, WFAA TV. Yes, and sir. Mark Cuban had hinted at this a couple of days ago. He said there won't be 10 games in a row. It won't be, uh, he said it's going to be 10 games this season. So it's going to be a grand total of 13 games on Channel 8. And you'll still have Mark Followell. And you'll still have, I mean, but you'll add on some. You'll see Joe Trahan. There you, you go. You'll see uh, them making a couple of cameos here and there. So it'll be nice because, again, a lot of people had a hard time finding the Bally's streaming service, finding the app, getting at the games. I mean, it was just way too much trouble. So props for uh, the Mavericks and uh, Channel 8 and uh, what's the name of that company? Tegna. Tegna yeah. for getting it done. Now, of course, there was three national televised games involved there already. Okay. And so ultimately 13 games will air on ABC, yep. um, including games against the Suns, games against the Celtics, the mm-hmm. Sixers, the Heat. Good game, uh, the the Warriors, mm-hmm. the Nuggets, the Kings, uh, you know, there's there's some good games in there uh, that you'll be able to see on ABC Channel Eight yep. over the air television if you Woo-hoo. have that, or you know if you have your streaming set up or you your cable package Channel, Channel 8. Eight, you'll be able to see them. Um, but else also in a, around the NBA. Some moves were made. We're barreling towards the trade deadline. February 8th is uh, ultimately the trade deadline itself, deadline day. But the Miami Heat decided they wanted to get better. They traded Kyle Lowry, you know, longtime veteran point guard. And his bubble butt. That is correct. You said it. Your words, not mine. And a first-round pick to the Charlotte Hornets so that they could get scary Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier, um, you know, a younger point guard or like scoring guard, kind of like combo guard. Uh, Terry Rozier, who I believe is averaging 23 points, 29 years of age. And I think this is a good move for them. Uh, 23 points, four rebounds, six and a half assists this season, of course, with a Charlotte Hornets team that isn't going, that's going nowhere fast right now. Um, and that's why they're sellers right now. They might they might trade up to like four of their players that are on their roster. 
But Terry Rozier, the first domino to move um, in this regard, he goes to the Miami Heat, a team that's desperate for some offense. Yeah, desperate for some offense, and I know they had to uh, talk to Jimmy Buckets about that because he and he and Jimmy, he and um, um, Bam Adebayo? Nope. Tyler Hero? Nope. Who are we talking about? Mr. Bubble Butt. Kyle Lowry. He and Kyle are best friends. I hate. I hate Kyle, that I know exactly what he means when he I says know, that. I know. I had no idea how you. Got oh, there. you don't. You don't. You don't know what. Oh, okay. See, that's. It, that, that is. That are is we real. Recipes again. Kyle's <laughs> butt's got his own Twitter handle. That's right. Kyle. Kyle has a very large posterior, and it has been noted around NBA circles because we're sports is weird. That's why. Yeah, the sports are weird. Jimmy Jimmy Butler though and Kyle Lowry are really good friends. In fact, I think. Jimmy, or I think Kyle is the godfather of his his kid, or vice versa. So, you know, they're that close friends. In fact, when Kyle went to Miami, it was because of Jimmy. Jimmy said, Pat, we need him. And they got it done. So now they made that move, and we will see what happens. All I know is Charlotte may be moving some other pieces, too. Yep. See how that goes. Yeah, and I know the Mavs have been kind of yeah, mentioned in one of those. Yeah, Miles Bridges is one of those guys um, out there. But Kyle Lowry, 37 years old this year, oh, yeah. only scoring eight points. And, you know, like, he has been a very valuable piece over his time, over his career. I know he played with the Rockets, the Raptors. Mm-hmm. He's played in various places and been very good, even when that 2019 championship in Toronto. But he's just not as much of a factor. And that's a team that absolutely needs some scoring. You talk yes. about Bam Adebayo can do some scoring. Jimmy Butler is, when you need it, he really gets to it. Tyler Hero's a scorer. Maybe some Duncan Robinson. Like, they don't have great scoring. And so Terry Rozier comes in as a, as a guy who's capable of getting them scoring. So it's very obvious what they're doing. And I think that this helps them jump into that that group of teams. Uh, maybe not Boston, exactly. Philadelphia, Milwaukee. Those are the big right. three in the East. Those are the big three in the East. This gets them closer to that area. And then you know the Miami Heat are going to play hard. And so maybe that'll give them an opportunity to compete again in the East, as it feels like they always do. But elsewhere around the association, Big news broke today, as you mentioned, the big three in the East. One of those being the Milwaukee Bucks, who have the second best record in the East. And actually, if I do my let me let me make sure that I look this right because they might have the second best record in the league. Period. Um, They do. They tied for the second best record in the league with the Thunder and the Minnesota Timberwolves. That did not stop them from unceremoniously firing Adrian Griffin, the rookie head coach that they had hired earlier in in this offseason. Summertime. It seemed like at the behest. Of uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, Mark Stein is reporting in his uh, Substack that, you know, back last summer, what it was was Milwaukee. They moved on from Boonhouse. Uh, Boonholzer, Mike Boonholzer, yeah, yeah, Coach Boo, Coach Bud. They moved on from him, and they were talking about bringing in Nick Nurse, and Giannis was like, no, Nick Nurse, but Adrian Griffin, even though he had never played on a staff with Adrian, um, Adrian Griffin on, and Adrian Griffin is a former Maverick. And I know Adrian pretty good. Mm-hmm. He's up there in Toronto with Nick Nurse. And all of a sudden, Griff's got the job. And it's because Giannis, this was Mike, Mark Stein was writing about, he said, Giannis hadn't signed his extension yet. And they're like, well, make sure you keep him happy, right? And he also, they hadn't even brought in Dame Lillard yet. So it's like, okay, well, here they are, the number two team in the league with the second best record. They also are number two in scoring. But number 22 in defense. Yeah. And thus... A.G., it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, um, I think some reporting had come out that Giannis had also kind of lost faith in uh, Adrian Griffin's direction. And when your chief uh, cheerleader in that organization has now kind of turned a little bit, 
it was going to be tough, especially because, like, that's a tough circumstance. you got to win. That is a team that's been in the playoffs continuously, and they're trying to break a ceiling. And you as a rookie, like, there's a learning curve. And not to say that, like, he's not capable of doing it, but there's just there's things that you need to figure out. I know he came in, he wanted to institute a different defense, and they did that for maybe for a certain period of time. Mm-hmm. And then t- the players came in were like, hey, can we go back to doing what we were doing with the last coach? It, it just felt like it wasn't a fertile ground for him to be able to coach in. And so ultimately he, he loses that job. And I, I think a lot of people around the league are certain that he'll be a coach again at a, at a later point. Oh, yeah, point. for sure. And, and what are the other things you're like, wow, wait, they're the second best record. It kind of like too soon to just jump to the conclusion they wouldn't go anywhere. Well, here's part of the reason that they had to make this move or they decided to make this move. They were six and five in the month of January. Six and five, and they say, you know what? The schedule only gets tougher. And they were watching Philadelphia keep winning. They were watching Boston keep winning. And they're like, shoot, we got to do something because it's all about defense. And so, therefore, I mean, the playoffs, you can have the best offense in the world, and the defense has got to be better than 22nd in the league. So they have announced, at first, all day was like, who are they going to go after? Oh, the word is they're going after Doc Rivers, baby. They might take Doc out of the TV booth. Well, guess what? It's official. Doc Rivers has been hired as the new head coach of the Bucs. Well, have we gotten that from the Bucs? I do know that there's a lot of reporting around this. And This is not from the Bucs, but, but this is everybody's co-signing saying that that uh, CNN Sports had it first. Yes. But everybody, it is, it is, Twitter's exploded. In other words, if they were saying we're waiting on the Bucs, somebody would have said, no, hold your horses. They don't ever say, we haven't heard it when Woj drops a bomb or when Shams drops a bomb. Right. They're not saying, we hadn't heard from the Suns yet. They're saying it's a Woj bomb. So it's a CNN sports bomb, but everybody's co-signing that Doc Rivers is now the new coach. That's right. Um, which is, I mean, that was kind of the word is that, hey, man, Doc Rivers is probably the most likely. And it's a tough situation to find a coach of a certain caliber I think in the middle of the season. I bet they were talking to him. Oh, I mean... We know that there's a lot of tampering that goes on in the NBA that does not and again, officially Doc get talked about. Doc wasn't working for nobody. No. And so it wouldn't be like officially tampering, but I think you know what I mean. Like Talking behind his back. They know how to go around circumstances and have ideas of how someone would Kicking feel. Kicking the tires. Right. And so I, how do you feel about this as a hire? Because Doc Rivers has a, you know, has a reputation as a head coach that can't get past a certain level, right? And yep, you know, it, ex- outside of that Celtics championship. Yeah, that 08 Celtics that, championship. He ain't never got out of a certain round. He's either had a lead three games to something and can't get that fourth win. It ain't been looking good for Doc, even though all the players tend to like him. Yeah, he ends up being a player's coach. And one of the things that kind of maybe gives me a little pause about this hire is Doc Rivers likes just letting them play. You know, like in certain situations where, you know, players or maybe a team is not in a great way. He likes them figuring it out on the floor. Play your way out of it is the way. So he's not the guy who takes a quick timeout. He lets him play and figures it out. And that can be good at times if you have players that are like advanced and like are self-motivated and you have a general on the floor. But sometimes it's like, hey, man, you need to be the coach who can grab them and, you know, from your advanced position on the floor, being able to see everything as opposed to individuals working through their individual roles, be able to be like, hey, this is what I need you guys to do. But ultimately, regardless, it's he's going to need to be the guy that brings this together because he's working with a good foundation. They've got some good players. Now the defense, they don't have defensively inclined players, and that's right. where it's going to be tough. But he's going to need to be able to give them guidance as this is a team that needs to go deep in the playoffs to to make it all worthwhile. I think he's got a better opportunity to go deep with this squad than he did with Joel Embiid and James Harden. James Harden, I like I said, I don't 
trust James. I don't trust playoff James Harden. And Doc I, said that he felt like James didn't buy in late. Right. As well. And yeah. then Joel Embiid, for some reason, I'm not a big Joel Embiid guy, even though he scored 70 points. The reason I say it is because for some reason, I don't like the way he plays in the playoffs. And I'm not saying he's James Harden. I'm just saying that for some reason, we just don't get the best out of Joel Embiid in the playoffs. With that being said, he got Giannis and Dame. This is not Chris Paul and uh, uh, DeAndre Jordan. This is Giannis and Dame. Yeah, closing games Giannis, shouldn't be an issue. Giannis can play. Giannis got a ring. Dame is just a matter of he just needs his ring. But what they're missing is, and this is the defensive part, this guy was here last night at the American Airlines Center. He is who they miss. His name is Drew Holiday, and you're going to be missing him because he can play defense around the perimeter. He can hit that timely jump shot, and he can drive to the basket. They had to make that move with him to send him to the Celtics because they had some cap things. They had to make it all work out when Dame got there. I think they're going to be missing him, but I think Doc's in a better situation than he was in Philadelphia. Yeah, absolutely. And probably better than he was in the, with the Clippers, but not as good as he was with the Celtics. Yeah, I'm, I'm super intrigued also because you're not starting from the start of a season where you can implement, have a training camp, none of that stuff. So He's probably going to have to keep the same coaching staff. Absolutely. I don't know where you hire guys from in the middle of the season. You can't go poach off of other people's nope. rosters or anything, so or staffs rather. So I that's going to be a team, as much as I can, I kind of want to keep my eye on the Milwaukee Bucks and see what it looks like in the immediate next two, three weeks. It might um, dip just like when you add a Harden to a team. You know, Clippers got him, and they didn't do anything for a couple of weeks. It might be the same kind of thing. It's kind of like when Ky- Kyrie came to the Mavericks. Uh, kind of like when uh, um, uh, Chris Bosh and LeBron got to Miami. I mean, there's always you got to fill each other out for right. a while because he has never coached Giannis nor Dame. It wasn't like it's a reunion here. I wonder. I know that they mentioned or they 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 put Jim Prunty right. Who, Joe Prunty. Joe Prunty. My apologies Former to the gentleman who. Coach. Yeah. And he was the Milwaukee's inter- just to go shoot. He was the interim. I do wonder if he's still going to maybe operate as the interim in a way as Doc kind of gets acclimated with the organization. Probably. Um, I mean, and, he was with Milwaukee and he brought him back. I mean, he's a get-along guy. Right, it's right. not like, oh, I, I was supposed to be the head coach. and No, he's, he's the nice quality uh, piece to a coaching staff. Sure, sure. And so that's some of the big news around the association. Also, mm-hmm. let me just throw this in as a little pepper on the back end. Apparently... Cavalier center Tristan Thompson, who, yes, still in the league somehow, was suspended 25 games without pay by the NBA on Tuesday for violating the league's anti-doping penalty or policy. So apparently he was using a tested positive for ibutamorin, which is a growth hormone that's commonly used by bodybuilders and weightlifters. He's trying to stay in the league. He's trying to have a Kardashian-like body. Yeah, look, as a dude who was out of the league for a little bit, did a little TV and Mm -hmm. like trying to find his way, grab his way back in, I saw that and I was like, oh yeah, that was a man that was scrapping Trying That's to it. stay anything, in the league as but, anything. Well, this 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 might be this might be the end of it. He'll be eligible to return on March 16th uh, for the Cavs. That's around the association here on the Get Right, right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's do a little sharing time in the Get Right. What's happening with us? We'll do it next on the Fan. Three and zero. Oh. Here's the pitch. Swinging a hard hit ball inside third base hit down the left field line. Mazzara gets to third, Adrian going to second, he's got a double for 3,000. 
It's Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. I'm Reginald Datatula. He is the three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. Got you down. And another Hall of Famer emerges as Adrian Beltre on the, his first time on the Hall of Fame balloting has been uh, notified that he will be a part of the 2024 mm-hmm. Baseball Hall of Fame class alongside Jim Leland, Joe Maurer, and Todd Helton. So, yes, Adrian Beltre, Hall of Famer, and he will go in as a Texas Ranger. And, of course, we had to make sure you know it here on your home of the World Series champion Texas Rangers yes, 105.3 The Fan. If you uh, want to go back and listen to Rangers Hot Stove from earlier today from 7 to 8 p.m. right here on The Fan, Jared Sandler, you know, really blew out the whole hour. Not talking about these Mavs or these Rangers, rather, talking about um, you know, Adrian Beltre, what he meant as a player, you know, the various things about him. Mm-hmm. Talk to uh, talk to Emily Jones, talk to Michael Young. And so you can hear all that using the radio rewind button on your Odyssey app. Uh, go back and check that out because it was a fantastic hour of radio. But right now here on the get right, um, let's have a little bit of sharing time, C.A. Sure. You were telling me a little bit earlier or something that I, I just would love to get into. Yeah, I want to ask the totals question too. eight, seven, seven, eight, eight, one, one, oh, five, three. About technology and how you how you do business, how you communicate. Not how you, you know, get your information, but how you communicate. I bring this up because last night at the Mavericks game, I looked at my phone and I saw that I had a missed phone call from my mother. My mama called me. Oh, did she have something important? That's what I was wondering about. Right. I said, okay, I'm going to have to call her after this Mavericks game. It's almost over. So I texted her, I will call you right back after the game. So as I was driving home from the game, I called her on the phone and she said, well, I figured you might be doing something. So I left you a voicemail. And I was like, well, you know, I always tell everybody just text me because I don't know what I might be doing. Mm-hmm. And I don't, my voicemail is not even set up. She said, but I left the voicemail. I said, that's what I was thinking. And I was telling this to you. I can't remember the last time I listened to a voicemail. <laughs> I either text people or I call people. I tell people to text me and then call me to make sure, or you know, I'll say, call me in another minute or give me about 30 minutes, give right. me another hour. I'm on the air right now. Because so. you, man, CA, you're booked and busy. You're always, always somewhere. either hosting or emceeing a yeah. Mavs game or hosting some gala or speaking at some event. Something. And so I always just say, just shoot me a text and then I'll call you back or I'll tell you when to call me back. But the bottom line was my mom was like, voicemail. I was like, well, how many people have even set up their voicemail? You know, you upgrade your phone. Do you even set up the voicemail? I used to live by using my voicemail and listening back to my voicemail. I would have special voicemails. But I'm just trying, wondering, does anybody even use voicemail anymore? That's if interesting. you're under the age or whatever. Right, right, right. I know for me, I mean, voicemail isn't predominant for me. Honestly, more than anything, uh, that voicemail is there, and then I, I'll i see the missed call. And one thing for me is I don't check my voicemail regularly enough unless I know that there's a call in there that I need to go in there and listen to. So one thing I'll do is I'll leave that, that missed voice call notification. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. This person called me. Let me go see what they wanted and then go check the voicemail. I honestly, now you mentioned this earlier today. You know what it reminded me? What's that? Um, I I typically have my uh, my yearly well check, you know, at the doctor's office in December, maybe you know late November, early December. And my doctor called me back, you know, as you know, mm-hmm. just uh, here were sure. the results. What's happening with you? 
and he left me a voicemail. I did not call that man back, not to this day. And so it's been over a month. And I, I just remembered because yeah. I don't like I don't check voicemails. I don't listen to voicemails. I don't check them. I'm looking for a text or I will. Okay, the other part about I think why I don't listen to voicemails for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I necessarily won't answer a phone call that doesn't have that name on it. True, because it could be one of those robo calls or telemarketers. You, yeah, telemarketers. So I, I and if I do take a or chance, somebody somebody looking to be a debt collector or something. Well, I know you, you, your money's straight, but you know, some of us. Now, this everybody. is a collect call from the IRS. All, all I got to say that, is that one's a scammer. Sometimes, I know you scammer. sometimes the IRS these... will send you a letter, brother. <laughs> <laughs> we, we will send this in the USPS, bro. We want to make sure that we know you got it. Some of these robocalls, it's not like an 800 number, 888 or 855. It'll be like a 214. Or eight. So sometimes this, this, is how, this is how I trick them. Oh, this is how I know. If I say, okay, I'm going to take a chance. It's a 214 and it might be. Let's say it's a school I was going to speak at. It might be you know, Right. So what I'll do is I'll answer it, but I won't say nothing. Just kind of wait and see. And I'm just listening to see if I hear any kind of like, you know, if it's a phone bank. You know, when those people got a whole bunch of people and you can hear background. Or I'll, or I'll wait for them to say, Chris or Mr. Arnold. Yeah. If it's a Mr. Arnold, click. I'm hanging up. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Mr. Don't, Chris. Don't, don't nobody call yeah. me Mr. Arnold. Yeah, yeah. What are you calling? Call who, who you calling, Mr. Arnold? Call you know what I do, and I realize that this is so stupid, and I still do it. Mm-hmm. I'll answer, but I won't. I'll try and like disguise my voice as if that's gonna do something. I'm like, hello, right? Like, what? What is? What? what why would I do that? Like, why? What does that do? Like, that doesn't change anything. If <laughs> if that person, I'm still gonna have to hit that red button in order to end this call bye. if I want to hear what's happening. But for some reason, I do. Yeah, if, if it's that call. But no, I, I, I will use voicemails. And honestly, the person that leaves voicemails the most is my mom. Like, my, if I miss my mm-hmm. mom's call, she'll just real quick be like, hey, I was calling for this or whatever. Mm-hmm. Usually it's not anything serious, but hey, just want to check on you, whatever. And then I just make sure, just in case. Because, like, again, if, if it's a voicemail, that means you had something that you needed to say. So let me hear. Because most people, I think most people in society generally are like, I will call. And if I don't get you. I'll call back another time, or time if you, I really need you, I'll text you. When's the last time you left a voicemail? I don't think I've left a voicemail in years. If it's someone that I don't know well enough to text, uh, I, probably a business, actually. Probably if I like a need to call a business mm-hmm. or something or, or something like that. Like It's got to be something. Yeah, I don't, I don't leave a lot of voicemails. 817 says about those... Uh, Automated calls because they got automated 817 numbers now. Those bots are striking back. Uh, the 860 says, 869 rather says, the worst thing about those scam uh, colors is that they're now piggybacking real people's phone numbers. After the scam call, you can text the number and it'll be somebody with an iPhone. It's crazy and it's terrible. Thankfully, I have a Connecticut number, so I know, I know any Connecticut area code has got to be a scam call. Yeah. That's I mean that's similar with me because my my area code is a Austin area code mm-hmm. and so I will see like an Austin call and I'm like ain't nobody in Austin calling me that I don't got their number six eight two says the only people who leave voice voicemails are moms and solicitors that's right the eight seven zero says ca the only people who leave me voicemails is my mama or somebody who don't even that's know me. right I think we have we have cracked the code yeah only it's moms either your mama or someone that you don't know you even know also yeah. you notice how it's always moms are dads mm-hmm. ever calling to check on you. Does that no. happen? Not. Has that, <laughs> no. that ever happened? The only time my daddy comes is, how come you have a call? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Like, where, where the, he ain't trying to tell me that. He's just, 
How come you ain't call me? Don't you? You should. Oh, to be fair, to be fair to my dad, he does. He does call me. Yeah. And, and how could I deprive a dad, a good dad, of get, letting them send the good old thumbs up? Oh, the thumbs up emoji. That's how your dad communicates exclusively my through dad thumbs up emojis. Text a lot. My dad is a good texter. Really, he is a really good texter. Is he, is he into the emojis? Is he big on the emojis? Oh yeah, he does. He he, he thinks he's up. You know, he's one of these guys back in the day who was always into the latest technology, the latest thing. He's in his eighties now, and he is man. He he thinks he's the well. He is the family historian. So he got all the Facebook stuff. He stays active on social media. I kid you not. He knows the latest and the greatest because that way back in the day he had a Motorola two way pager before anybody. Oh, so yeah, no, he was hip. Oh, he was hip. He was hip to the game. He thought he was Ron O'Neill Superfly back <laughs> in the seventies. I kid you not. Uh, from the eight seven zero, they said no. If Dad calls, something is wrong. Something must be wrong. That is fair. Something's urgent. Yes. That, or 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 it might be because I have a homeboy whose dad calls him, but his dad calls him for hilarious reasons. It's either like. Hey, how does how does this work, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I I'm calling tech support, tech support basically, or and this is the one that's hilarious. His dad will be like, his dad will call him like, you maybe there's a game on, big game on. Hey, did you see that play? <laughs> you know I'm watching the game. Yes, yeah. I saw the play. Yeah. But uh, yeah. that that's one of the funny ones. Two one four says these days I prefer FaceTime. It's quicker than texting. It depends on the phone. I don't have an iPhone, so I'm not jumping up to FaceTime all the time. And I also learned that FaceTime is something that's. I think it's a generational thing. I think Gen Z lives on Facebook. Yeah, I mean, I think there's not a good, even millennials. Gen Z. There's a decent amount of millennials also, but you're, I think you're definitely right. The tough thing about it is, like, I may not always be in a circumstance where I want to answer a video well, call. Well, I may not always want. Exactly. Now, this is fun, right? Because we talked mm-hmm. about audio and we talked about a text medium, but like text messages. This was for the four six nine. They said, "I've got a friend that leaves me three minute long stream of consciousness emails." <laughs> oh, no. I'm guessing you mean voicemails, because I'm also like, that'd be a good bit of just like sending your friends really long emails. I like that as a bit, (laughs) right? Like just uh, to whom it may concern and just type out a whole bunch of nonsense Uh in an email. Sincerely, your homie, send, right? Like I kind of like that as an idea, but I also love the idea of, hey man, it's real low stakes to send a voicemail and just like talk for a whole bunch of while. And I kind of like that as well. It's a little bit of a character thing. 214 says, my dad only texts me when the Cowboys lose playoff games. (laughs) That's well, hard. I mean, look, at least you have a, a, a constant connection with your father. So congratulations to you, 214. Uh, going back to that topic of like the bit of, of leaving like three minute long stream of consciousness. That's basically the last time I left a voicemail. I had a buddy of mine in college and we just randomly decided we're going to give him the stupidest name possible. His name was Sam Garza. So we named him Gartsopolis and then <laughs> took a page out of uh, Frank Zappa's book and named him Moon Unit Von Gartsopolis. So one time I <laughs> called him unit. and I said I was his uncle, Hephaestus Metropolis Papadopoulos. Oh, okay. That is deep. That's, there's a lot that of things happening deep. there. I just thought <laughs> of like, what's like the most Greek words I can think of? Hephaestus, Metropolis, and Papadopoulos. That's not okay. like that new cartoon show to come on Sunday nights. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember the name of it, but I know yeah, exactly what you're talking about exactly. because I have watched a lot of they, football they on the Fox. Promos on right, football. like I've seen a lot of football <laughs> yes, on Fox. Exactly. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, guess what? The eight one seven says iPhones can now FaceTime with Androids. Um, I did not know that. I wonder. I, I might have to look into what exactly is happening there. Eight one seven. But uh, finally, the friend, the homie, pastry chef Eric said, "My dad only calls during football season, or if someone in Baltimore got another baby." <laughs> right. Just <laughs> that. That might be the family historian of it. Like, hey, just want to let you know. Someone else 
Add it to the family. So that, that you got you got a nephew or a niece or something yeah. happening over there. 940 says, I leave a ton of voicemails from my work phone. I ain't calling nobody from my personal number. Hey, look, because then they might call you back. And that's mm-hmm. the thing, last thing that you want. It's the get right right here on <laughs> 105 through the fam. It was a little sharing time. Thanks, CA. Yeah. Just talking a little bit about voicemails. Oh, yeah. how, how? Why? Why do we still do that? Uh, why? 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 Right now, uh, or coming up next, rather, let's get you some headlines on this evening, including, of course, the big headline of the day, Adrian Beltre, Hall of Famer. We'll do that next on The Fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The Step Back 3, you bet! Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.